The Compare To Podcast is part of the Spark Media Network, now available on the Edify Podcast app. Grab the Edify app in your Google Play Store or on the Apple Podcast app. You will be so glad you did. Recovering your peace with food is not about eating whatever I want, whenever I want. If I want 12 ding-dongs, woohoo! Recovering our pieces of food is, I don't want 12 ding-dongs. I don't even, that's not even on my mind. I'm not thinking right. I can't wait to get to the store and stuff those in my cart and get home and eat them in my pantry. That's not peace with food. Hey friends, peace with food. Is that what you want? That's what I long for. I'm on a journey. I feel like I'm making progress. How are you doing? Is peace with food a desire of yours? If so, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode with Amy Carlson. Go listen to part one if you haven't listened to that yet. We're going to talk about self-control. And is that really the key to our food issues? Uh, I think you're going to be surprised by the answer we come to today. So listen, share with a friend, talk to a friend about it, start conversations about this topic. Your friends need freedom too. Okay, here's today's show. If you love it, leave a review. If you have questions, drop me an email, heather at comparedtowho.me. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Amy Carlson, <laughs> welcome back. It's so fun talking to you always. So okay. fun to be here. We, You have read for us some very... Um, fascinating quotes from quality Christian literature of the 1980s. 72. I found 74. I got one from 74. You can have another one for us too, I think. Um, And and so we've talked about our thesis for these shows is, is self-control really the problem? Right. Because that is what we're told in Christian culture, just to kind of bring up to speed. Hopefully listen to the first episode first. Don't just try to start with this one. Go listen to that one first. But, but we think we just need more self-control and that would solve our food issues. And where we kind of left it last time, I was asking you, like, is it really just control around food? Right. Because, because as I see it and fill, fill in what's missing or tell me what I'm getting off here. But as I see it, the whole, um, the whole struggle between me and food, do I control it or does it control me? That's not really a paradigm that I need to be living in. Right. (laughs) Like, like, because, okay, I need food and God said that, you know, he created me to eat, right? Like it's okay for me to eat food, like, I just, I'm thinking about that song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. 
Yeah. You know that song? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I feel like like the Christian woman would, you know, like in this like submerged in diet culture, I'm no longer a slave to food. Prime. <laughs> and it's like, when you put it, when you put food and fear equally, yeah, like no, they, they can't be swapped out. Yeah. Right. They're two different. That's two different things, two different issues. And so the only way I can kind of make it make sense is if someone is trying to like substitute the word food for gluttony. But then even then from research I've done on gluttony, like, I think we're really quick to like sound the gluttony alarm when we like, you know, eat an extra cookie. And that's not really what gluttony is, yeah. right? Like no one is a perfect eater. There's no such thing as a perfect eater. And, and in every other arena of our life, we accept this. <laughs> right yeah in yeah. every other arena of our life maybe we try to be perfect but we know oh, I'll never be a perfect mom oh, and we just kind of like throw up our hands but when it comes to food oh no I ate one extra cookie <laughs> beyond fullness oh no I am a failure I feel and like you were talking about last time I feel shame I feel guilt I feel condemnation whereas with our parenting stuff we're like eh, I probably shouldn't have yelled yeah. Oh, well, right. maybe I'll do better tomorrow. Right. And, and so that, I think that reveals something else too, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. where our hearts really are. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm saying a lot. Yeah, what, I've, what got about, I've got about three different directions. I want to go with, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. And then that, and then that, and then that, um, first of all, one, an image that I often use in session is I, and sometimes I'll even like use some form of rope and I'll have my client pull one side and, you know, I'll pull the other side and we're both pulling against and leaning sort of opposite directions. And we'll talk about this, that, that we've been taught that we're at war, tug of war with ourselves and food and how we had read some of that, that, um, the quotes in the last episode where, you know, we have this, like, I've got to pull harder. I need to, I need to win this battle. I need to, I need to pull. And, and I can do that if I just, if I'm pulling this, this rope and I'm quoting scripture and I'm like, Oh Lord, your, your word says I'm an overcomer and I'm victorious and, and I can do all things through Christ. And really, then I just drop the rope and I go, I'm not, there is no tug of, this is a made up imaginary cultural the, you were talking about the enemy, the, the book we read that last time, the enemy wants to keep me fat or the devil wants me fat. It was more like the enemy wants to keep me occupied. Right. Chasing probably, skinny. Chasing right. skinny. That is, right. a, that is a language we could use. And when I lay down the rope, I just, I just step off the, the court. I'm not playing anymore. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't have to play that game. I don't have to win it because what we talked about last time, I'm crucified with Christ. I'm no longer, I'm not, I'm transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And that doesn't have to do with whether I ate a, an Oreo or not. I feel like we're giving Oreo a lot of playtime. <laughs> like I feel like you should get like a little uh, payment for something. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, it's, it's that we are, we, we go, oh, I'm not even, I, I, I that the Lord's not even calling me to that tug of war. I'm not at war with that's the language that's been used for so long is this idea right. we're at war, we're at a tug where we got to wrestle this out. When we talk about um, overcoming the flesh and, and that language it uses was gluttony. That was, that was a good, that if you interchange those, and I love that you said, we're quick to send the alarm bells up, you know, oh, I'm, you know, just I'm gluttonous. I want what I want. 
in scripture, when it's talking about sort of the appetites, we, they, they, that language is sometimes used, our appetites and the appetites of the flesh. Well, I'd use some scripture in the last one that, that kind of use that lack of self-control with, um, you know, slanderers and gossip and, um, you know, vulgar and in sort of this whole language of the appetites of our flesh, our, our sin nature is self and, and ironically, over-focus on food is still self. It's like the appetite of our self. And so we're really feeding the same thing, which is this appetite of self. When really, when we lay that down and we go focus on Jesus, it kind of shakes itself out. There's, there's like our desires change. And again, not maybe food preferences. We hope that our desires change are changing, but really what we're saying, Lord, if I spend time with you, will my food preferences change, Mm. but just our desire changes, how we, we can find hunger is just about hunger again. And we can, um, you know, there, there's such a beautiful, in the Jewish faith, there's such a, um, right hand, left hand of celebration and moderation and, and this idea, right. Of, of sort of celebrating the good gifts from the Lord and what the, the Christian diet culture of the seventies and eighties. And then now that's been passed down is sort of, no, there is no celebration. In -hmm. fact, you're like, have reached the highest pinnacle. If you can say no, you sit a group of women around a big 10 top table and you put dessert in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. The woman that says no, the woman that eats mostly just her salad, the woman, those other women would be like, oh, she's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's, and, it, and that goes back to it's purity. Yeah. It's holiness, right? Like those are the yeah. things we're equating with that. Like yeah. she's at another level of sanctification. Yeah. She's beyond us, right? Like we put all these Christian um, themes of the yeah. Bible <laughs> right. that are actually biblical concepts, but we put them on food. But yeah. the real to your tug of war analogy, but then to what you're just saying, the real fight isn't Jesus versus brownies. No. (laughs) Right. I mean, and that, but like, that sounds a little silly, but I think that that's the, like, Oh, I got to choose Jesus instead of brownies. Every time I want to eat a brownie, I choose Jesus. (laughs) Oh, I'm pro Jesus. Oh, but I still like brownies, but I'm going to deny the flesh. I'm going to say no to the brownies. And I choose Jesus. Jesus, I trust that you can satisfy me in a way that brownies never can. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And then like four days later, I am eating nothing but brownies morning, noon, and night, right? Because Jesus, where'd you go? You're supposed to help me, <laughs> right? I mean, and, and- No, I feel like it's in a chapter. I feel like you just quoted. <laughs> I feel like you literally just quoted from one of these. I'm like- Wow. I'm pretty sure I just read that. <laughs> Jesus versus brownies. That's exactly it. And, and you know what it says when Paul talks about, Hey, I'm going to eat meat when I'm with, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to, because I want Jesus more than anything. If they're eating meat, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat meat. If they're eating, yeah. you know, stuff that I wouldn't have eaten because I, that would have been wrong for me to eat. But the Lord said, Hey, everything's clean. It's all, I made it all. Yeah. Thanks to the Lord because he said, I will, I will become a fool. I will do anything for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and many times I eat dessert for the gospel. Absolutely. For hospitality, hospitality, for love, yes. right? Because, because what happens and I've been this person, so there's no shame or condemnation coming out of this yeah. mouth because this yeah. was me. Amen. But when you are the person that doesn't eat the cake, 
the person that is more righteous than the others, because you have only eaten the salad, no dressing mm -hmm. and some of your vegetables, maybe a couple bites of meat, definitely no potatoes. You probably didn't touch a roll and you didn't eat dessert. You no are, and you've set yourself in that position. You are not setting yourself in that position so that you can love others. Well, you are setting yourself in that position so that others will think highly of you so that yeah. you will get their approval, their affirmation, whatever. And, and, and really in terms of satisfying the desires of the flesh, mm -hmm. I am satisfying the desires of my flesh by not eating those things. Yes. I always right? say, can we fast from fasting or can we fast <laughs> right? from dieting? If you want to talk about fasting, let's fast from dieting. Let's fast from talking about our food. Let's fast right. from talking about our food rules. Right. We, I had quoted, I think it's Ruth Halley Barton who, who said, we glorify God in the body rather than glorifying the body. Mm -hmm. And we tend to be glorifying the body when we're the person. And, and again, boy, you know, the person who naturally has found freedom in food and is full and, and stops sure. eating because they're full. And then people look at her and say, are you trying to be good? It looks mm -hmm. like you're, are you trying to be yeah. good? Um, that, that will happen to me. People will say, are you trying to be good? And I'll say, you know what? My goodness is in Christ. <laughs> I don't know any other way <laughs> to find, my... I don't yeah. know any other way to find goodness. Yeah. It's, he just is my goodness is in him alone. And now I won't just drop that bomb anywhere, but I <laughs> will say, right. No, I, I, I love that though, because that that's, what we need to bring us back is, yeah. is the recognition that the reason why, let, let me back that up a second. If I'm chasing self-control, I'm using my air quotes again. Yeah. If mm -hmm. I'm chasing self-control out of my selfish ambition, yep. that's not what self-control is about. You know, I don't think we read Galatians five, the list yet. Did we, the fruit of the spirit list, nope, but you I have, have that right handy. Here. Yep. I do. Let, so let's, let's just go through those fruits of spirit, right? Cause that's yeah. where self-control is. That's where yeah. we, we quote it yeah. from Galatians five. Yep. And I, we had said in the last podcast that, um, the, the beautiful part about Galatians five is the fruit of the spirit. It's one fruit. It's the fruit of the spirit is a result of the nature of the tree. The nature of the tree is a new creation and the new creation says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now listen to this. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So that's where we talked about last time people get, get kind of tripped up. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step by the spirit. Let us not become conceited, mm. provoking one another and envying one another. Mm. Oh, there's a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> right. We, so I think that the, we would find it in all these, these 1970, 80 books that we read. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have, have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. So people would say, put that self-control and that, that fruit of the spirit. And now I've crucified my flesh. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat these things. I'm not going to, but what we just talked about the language that you and I just used was anything that's bringing just, it's more about us. It's more that the sanctification process and the sanctification, the beauty of sanctification is we begin to look more like Jesus and our right. desires do change. Our desires change our desires for, again, where we spend our time, how we spend our money, 
where we spend our resources, how we view our body. So one of the things that our passion and desire is crucifying the flesh is I am going to crucify this desire to be the thinnest person in the room, to be the object of other people's desire and envy, envy. which it goes Mm -hmm. on. I mean, that's, we're not talking about that in the circles. We're talking about the wrong stuff. Oh Lord, forgive us. (laughs) Right. Hey friend, are you sick and tired of stressing over your body? Are you to the point where you are ready to do something? Okay, you've tried all the diets, you've tried all the wellness programs, you've tried all the exercise programs, and you still aren't comfortable in your own skin. My friend, we need to work together. Now, let me be clear, this isn't a magic pill you're going to take. It's not another diet. But in my group coaching sessions, I try to put you on a path to freedom that you can continue to walk for the rest of your life. We have such a great time in group coaching. I bring women together and hopefully in a lot of cases, they've been able to stay friends after the group sessions are over. So you leave group coaching, not with just with a renewed sense of who you are in Christ and how to overcome your body image issues, but also with friends to walk along beside you as you continue to walk this path going forward. I hope you'll consider group coaching. If you want to know more, go to compare2.me and go to the coaching tab and you can find out all about it. Sessions start in September, so sign up soon. I know it's going to fill up. So head on over to compare2.me, look for the coaching tab and sign up today. I'm excited for the chance to work with you. If I'm searching for self-control for selfish reasons, mm-hmm. like that, I could just never be blessed, right? It can, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's, well, it's, it's a, a weird, it's a right? circle. It just, it gets you trapped, right? But, and, but then it just gets so muddy, Amy, I think with the messages of health and wellness culture, mm-hmm. right? And you know, don't I need to have self-control around, you know, sugar, right? And, I, and so help, help us how do we separate, separate ourselves from those very loud messages? Not just saying that we should be skinny because some people are like, Oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to be skinny. You know, skinny is not hot anymore anyway, or I don't know, maybe right. it's back. I don't, it just keeps changing. Right. I mean, I thought Kim Kardashian was like taking us on a different track and then she goes and loses all that weight to wear that dress. And now we're apparently right back on the same track again. I don't know. But, um, but, but if, if that's, if health is my concern, which, uh, you know, I always kind of push people a little bit on that one too. Like, okay, you're saying you want to be healthy. And and then, and then there's a control issue there too. Right. Because we ultimately, we can eat all the right things and still not have perfect control over our health. It's just not the way it works. Yeah. But how do you, how do you combat the health, the health question? so, So one of the things that I, I combat with the health is that if we're overly focused on food and nutrition, which restricting any big food group um, makes us overly concerned about about nutrition because we ha- we're monitoring everything we eat all the time, um, and if we say that's for health reasons, 
um, really then I talk about mental health. Mm. I say, well, yeah. let's talk about what that does to your mental health. Yeah. If you really are concerned about, uh, about wellness, health and wellness, then we can't ignore where your mental health is. And when we become obsessed or preoccupied with our food, then our mental health takes a hit. The other thing I talk about is terms of, um, you know, food choices for, you know, wellness as I'll say, whenever we overly focus on one food group and overly focus on one quote unquote kind of way of eating, we tend to provoke the opposite of what we want. We tend to, you know, we're restricting these things. You said it and you're, you know, I'm not gonna eat brownies and now that's all I want. It's absolutely time and time again, the pattern is I'm gonna use these external rules to control what I'm eating. I have positive reinforcement. I'm losing weight. Oh, I quote unquote feel better. These things are changing, but it only lasts for a certain time because pretty soon my body's like, wait, <laughs> I, I no, thank you. And so I start to eat those things and I feel out of control because I have a scarcity mindset, which perpetuates the cycle. And now I'm overeating and it reinforces the belief that I have no self-control over these things. Mm-hmm. So I talk about this pattern in session and say, this is what you're asking actually to get out of. If you're talking about your overall health, um, it's, it's very hard on our body to lose and gain the same weight over and over again. So the pattern of restriction and dieting tends to result in losing and gaining the same certain amount of pounds over and over. And for your, if you're really interested in wellness, then finding um, peace with food and having a healthy relationship with food And not having your mental space eaten up by all of that is the best thing that you can do. And when they push back, I go, okay, and there's then actually where your your obsession with becoming the thinnest version of yourself comes in. So it really isn't about wellness. It's about being the thinnest version. So we we get somewhere (laughs) when we follow that road down. And absolutely, again, we've talked before, there are true food allergies. Um, You know, there are true intolerances, although that has gotten really muddy. Again, that's a whole nother podcast, but that gets really muddy. And there are, you know, but doctors have also used a blanket statement and I challenge them on it with my clients. I'll call them up and say, do you know what you, do you know what you did there? I wonder if you know what you did there. When you, when that person's cholesterol was a little bit high and you said you need to change your diet and exercise, but you didn't ask them about their diet and exercise. Mm. Oh, you didn't know that they have a history of an eating disorder or they have mm. a family history of high cholesterol or their mm. cholesterol is actually high because they're anorexic. Did you know mm. that mm. <laughs> doctor? Yeah. So th- that, that becomes a whole nother thing. Yeah. So really the, the wellness thing we can sit with and, and go, what, let's talk about what is the motivation behind that. And if we're really interested in wellness, we can yeah, let's talk about how, how recovering our peace with food helps that. Yeah. Amy, I'm feeling really sad for the woman that has been chasing self-control yeah. for decades. Yeah. And she's looking at other women who seem to have a different size body than hers. And she's believing that they have more self-control than she does, mm-hmm. that they have, they're doing it right somehow with Jesus and she's not able to master it master the Jesus versus brownies dichotomy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm feeling sad for the person that's just like, whoa, okay. Self-control was, that was the thing I knew I needed. If it's not self-control, what is it? Like, you know, in some ways we may have stripped (laughs) 
<laughs> stripped that one lifeline yeah. away with one sentence. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I've got some, but what are yours? Well, first I want to hug her because that's what mm-hmm. I like to do. <laughs> I do want to hug her and I want to sit with her and listen to her story. I think there's something really powerful in the telling of story. It is why Jesus, I think, spoke in parable. And mm-hmm. I think it's why. And so encouraging her to tell her story to someone, I think, is an important invitation, you know, mm-hmm. a trusted yeah. person. Absolutely. Um, because that chasing self-control has probably been a narrative that's really, really dominated. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think you're right in saying that. The other thing when you said, well, then if she's wondering, what is it that I need? I would encourage and wonder together, is it healing that Mm. you need in this area? And I don't mean healing like, again, like I I need to be healed and now I'm going to eat a different way, but Mm. healing in that this has sort of been held out as kind of the golden egg. And now as we lay it down, Lord, fill that space Mm. where my, I've chased self-control and so spending time with Jesus and sharing a, your story with a trusted person yeah. is something that I would encourage. Yeah. Because I think like I find with clients of mine, coaching clients, and just even people who've read my book and send me messages, they're just like, oh, I never thought about this as an idol problem. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, after they recompare to who recognize the idol problem, we start working together in some ways we're deconstructing this whole separate religion that they've built. Oh, absolutely. Right. Of thinness, yes. Right. Because, you know, and self-control is part of that religion. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's like, we talked about, you know, holiness is not eating sugar. And yeah. Purity is saying no to carbs. Right. And, and I think it's rattling for me. It was rattling. It is rattling to be like, Oh my word. Have I been in a cult? <laughs> It's a bit of a hyperbole, but yet yeah. not at all. Right. right? Um, right. Because, because there's, it's just this whole like list of rules that we have believed and, mm-hmm. and things that we have followed and adhered to and things that we've had faith in such as I have faith that if I eat clean, I will not get disease. Right. Yeah. And then, and then I watch like that get rattled for people yeah. or, yeah. um, or also I have faith that if I follow my rules, I will get the body I want. And I watch that get rattled for people. Yeah. Or if, 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 you know, if I just get, if I start having a daily devotional time, you know, then I'll be able to say no to food after six o'clock, but then yeah. they don't eat until like their first meal is at three o'clock. And then guess what? After six, they can't say no to food, which I'm not recommending that as a good suggestion yeah. anyway, but right. I'm just saying like this, right. these are our pathologies and I know them because I've had them all, mm-hmm. but it is, it is rattling. It is rattling to recognize like, Oh wait, I've had Jesus kind of along for this journey. Like it's me and Jesus yeah. versus the food. Yeah. And that's not what spiritual warfare is. Yeah. No. Do you want to hear a cool story? So I, I just had a 17 year old who I've been working with for a year and, um, she, she's getting it, man. She's, she's a believer. She has been infiltrated with the diet culture her whole life, real subtly, it took her uh, uh, one day in session. We just laid, I laid upside down. We got pillows on the floor. I put her feet up on the couch and and we talked about sometimes we have to see things upside down. That's mm-hmm. usually what the kingdom is. And mm-hmm. so we talked and boy, she's gotten it. And she texted me um, 
at the end of last week and she said, I feel like I have something that I want everyone to have. And she said, it pains me now to hear people talk about it. She said, it it hurts my heart. And I just want to say, you don't have to think that way. Oh, you don't have to do that. Oh, don't go on that diet. She said, I just want to tell everyone. And so this is what I say. If we've been believing the diet culture for most of our lives, it can be rattling and, and that deconstructing sort of that pseudo theology. But the good news is always the good news. The good news of the gospel is, is, is the gospel means good news. Mm-hmm. And anything connected to the true gospel is good news. Yeah. That's, that's what we get to cling to. Whoa, yeah. this may be rattling, but if I've been believing a lie or if I've, if I've, if I'm stuck and, and you know what you said, maybe in the last episode, but you're going to get a lot of pushback from this. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a lot of Christian women who will say, I don't actually believe what you're saying mm-hmm. and tell me more and show me the scripture and good. Oh, please let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's sit together. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Because we're not talking about, I always say to people, recovering your peace with food is not about eating whatever I want, whenever I want. If I want 12 ding dongs, woohoo. Recovering our pieces of food is, I don't want 12 ding dongs. I don't even, that's not even on my mind. I'm not thinking right. I can't wait to get to the store and stuff those in my cart and get home and eat them in my pantry. That's not piece of food. That's not recovery. That's rebellion. Yeah. That's, that's rebellion against diet culture. Yeah. Right? Like exactly. you're going to say, I can't eat it. I'm going to eat it all. Yeah, right? But then you're not free when you're rebelling. Not right? free, not free, not free. So that's not what that is. But the good news of this, anything connected, anything that, that comes down from the gospel, which is the good news is good news. So if it doesn't feel like good news yet, keep going, keep going. If it doesn't feel like good news yet, keep asking the questions, keep asking the questions because it, it, it's, it's going to always be good news when it's connected to, to who God really is. And that's what I say about like when people push back on, on different language and it's like, Nope. If, if it's, if it, if if it doesn't seem like good news yet, it's because we haven't gotten there. So keep asking, right? Oh, glory to God. Keep asking. Yeah. Well, so I, I, I think for most of us, the issue is part of the issue is like this idol of like who we think we need to be, or this this stand cultural standard of a body, Mm -hmm. body image idol or beauty idol. But some people think they have a food idol. Do you think that's possible? Uh, Sure. Right. Um, Because they think that food will either save them um, by not eating food. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they sort of have put food on a pedestal, Mm -hmm. a little like idolatry in that food is either going to save me or be the thing that that takes me down. And we've just given it too much Mm -hmm. power. Mm -hmm. And anything really that that stands in the place of where the Lord should be can be an idol and food can certainly do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I love what you said. I mean, it's we are not free until we can see things upside down. Yeah. So, Hey, if you're listening today, go yeah. lay on, lay on your back. We used to have one of those, um, what are they called? Inversion tables. Oh, you yeah. could, like, stretch your yes. back. I loved that thing. My husband gave it away and I miss it. Um, yes. but, but you yes. know, we could just lay upside down and, yeah. um, yeah, because that's it. Yeah. So much of, I think what we've been talking about is so this self-control that has been in the church mm-hmm. has, is been defined by our culture's priorities, yes. our culture's values. Right. And Amen. Whew, Amen. if, if we can be free to just follow Jesus, if our hearts desires to truly be more like him instead of the best version of ourself, which has somehow even turned into 
yeah. Christianized yes. language. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. It, oh. And think about this, Heather, if we get to the end of our life, however long that is, and we see Jesus face to face, we won't, we won't sit with the Lord and reflect on what a good dieter I was, Mm -hmm. or we won't sit and reflect with the Holy of Holies, Jesus, the crucified risen savior and go, gosh, didn't I look good? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was fine. I looked, I looked, I like stayed in that size for a long time. We will fall on our faces in worship. And so if we think, what will we, what will we wish we had spent time in? And I know that sounds like, so like, right. Let's think about the, but let's live in reverse. Let's live in reverse. And if we can go, oh my goodness, Lord, when I see you face to face, that my heart would be so full of worship. Well, let it be today. Let it be today. Let it be today. Let me worship you and not me. Absolutely. And this, this ties into another, like, 80s throwback. I don't know if this was the way for you, but for me, I remember hearing women at church and thinking this myself that someday in heaven, I would have the perfect body. And so that was going to be a good thing about heaven, right? Because my, um, my, my new body would be the perfect body. And we did a series. I have talked about this on the show before, but we did a, a series at our church about like heaven and read some books about people who had had like the near death experiences where they kind of went to heaven for a, a second and came back. Right. And, and the people that they saw, they recognized and it hit me as we were doing this. I was like, well, if they recognized them, they had to have kind of looked the same. Right. And that was kind of a bummer for me, Amy. Cause I'm like, well, daggum it. Like, I don't know if I want to be recognizable. Like I thought, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to be wearing a really small size and I'm going to be a hot body. They're going to be like, who is that? Oh, that's Heather. Whoa. What happened to her with her glorious new body? But then, but then it also hit me like, no, the reason why heaven will be the place where I'm finally free from this is because I'll finally be free from trying to get worship for myself. Yes. And I'll finally see where all that worship belongs. And I won't even be tempted Mm -mm. to be like, Hey, look over here. Who has a new hot body? (laughs) Right. Heaven is like, wait, wait, you look good. Wait, you look good. Like, I mean, it's so, it's so ridiculous. Like we can laugh about it, but yet that that little desire is so stuck in there. Oh, it's so stuck in there. so many of us. It's so stuck in there. And let us look eyeball to eyeball with each other as believers. Let us as women go. I mean, here, this little 17 year old believer is saying, I, she wanted to tell it to it, to it, to a friend's mom who was saying, I'm going on a 17 day diet. And I said, talk to me when you're on day 18, Mm -hmm. right? Talk to me on day 18. And she giggled. But she said, I, I can't hear it. Any, like, I want to say, be free. Can you imagine that a 17-year-old is trying to tell older right. believers, believers right. be free? Right. Oh, God, let us disciple one another. Yeah. Let, us, let us walk in step with the Spirit. Let us say to each other, oh, I think there's so much more. Yeah. I think there's so much more. Absolutely. Pursuing it. Yeah. And I mean, and Amy, to what you just said, too, I... <sighs> I feel as if, so we're kind of in the middle, right? You know, we're in the, <laughs> the midlife stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I think the women before us by and large, you know, we're on the path of those books that yes, <laughs> you, I think you so too. Read. and so I feel a very strong responsibility to make sure that what we're teaching our girls is different. Yeah. Amen. My client, as she says, and I will quote her until, 
I'm done doing podcasts at whatever age. She said, can we please just change? She said, through this experience and through getting well and through that, I just want to change the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we as Christian women need to do. We need to change the conversation because we're talking about ourselves. We're talking about our food. We're talking about our bodies. Let's change the conversation. Yeah. Me, 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 and what I ate. Me, 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 and what I ate. Me, 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 here's what I ate. I mean, the number of times I told my, sat down and told my husband what I had to eat all day long before we ate dinner. Yeah. And I look and I hear people do it now at restaurants. I'm like, oh, I know. Really? Is that what's most interesting? And I had to thought I was Looney Tunes for doing that. Anyway. Okay. Amy, this this has been such a good conversation. Really Uh, good. So tell everyone piece of food app. Tell us about that. Yeah. So Peace with Food app is an app uh, helping people recover their peace with food. It's an intuitive eating app. My my colleague Megan and my friend Gabrielle, um, just our, our two colleagues that we poured our blood, sweat and tears and years of experience into this app. Um, it's an intuitive eating app where you'll, there's lots of teaching clips in there and it's a rhythm tracker to help you kind of listen to your hunger and fullness, no tracking food, nothing. And it's really meant to be temporary. So you don't have to use it for a very long time, but just when you're learning your rhythms again with intuitive eating. Yeah. I love it. And I use it. Oh, awesome. Amy, thank Yay. you so much for being on the show and tackling this tough issue with us today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And I'm excited to be on again. So thanks for having yeah, me. We'll have, I'll have to find another tough issue, tough, <laughs> tough topics with Amy. I think I've topics with Amy. I'm in. <laughs> I love it. And thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetohu.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetohu.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you.
Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.